Welcome to another episode of 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and we are on a journey of discovering what hope looks like, of what hope means to people. It's a word that can be so often used at the moment, particularly as we start emerging from another lockdown. And we're also in a weekend where people are talking a lot about what Captain Tom did for for the NHS and for the nation. He gave people hope. Uh, But we hear that word so much at the moment. What does it mean? And so we are going on a a journey of 100 stories to find out what hope looks like and feels like to people. And hopefully through these conversations, share a bit of hope with with others as well. So I'm joined now by Joe Ballam, who's CEO of Mercy Ships UK. Joe, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Anne. I hope you're having lots of uh, positive stories and the stamina is still there for you. <laughs> it's good, thank you. Yes. Yeah. The third day and we're slightly tired, but we the stories are just amazing and it's such a privilege. We've chatted actually to people and today is the most international day yet, but we will be speaking to people all over the globe, which from one small room in Hertfordshire is just just lovely to to have the privilege of doing. So we're talking a lot about hope. What does hope look like to you? I think um, hope is just, as I, as I mentioned the other day, hope is really about being active. And hope looks to me that, that there's a future, you know, there's a possibility in a future. And that where, again, I spoke the other day about hopelessness. And I think um, hopelessness always really helps to really define hope. So hopelessness is where you can't see a way out or you feel as if you're trapped. Whereas hope gives you, opens up opportunities and possibilities. And it's a real active, um, a real active emotion and a real active state to be. Perfect. Thank you. And to you, can you share another story from, from either your life or something that you've heard or witnessed that to you epitomizes hope? Yeah, so again, I think um, I, I kind of zoomed into one very small example um, when I spoke about Diaco, who's one of the patients who we have helped provide hope to and healing and surgery in Mercy Ships. And in the UK, zooming kind of back out, in the UK over the last year, we've really felt a lack of hope, I think. You know, we've really felt that absence of hope. We've felt that hopelessness. We've had fear of the unknown and when we've had the global pandemic, it's something that many of us have never experienced. And I th- and I was pondering about why we felt so hopeless. And I think it was because we didn't know what the future was going to hold. We didn't know how we were going to be or what was going to happen. Why did we all run out and buy toilet rolls and pasta when we already had them in the cupboard? And I think when there's no hope, you just kind of grab for any kind of control wherever you can find it. And so... And so that, I kind of started thinking about that a little bit more. And again, in relation to Mercy Ships, I was thinking, you know, what is it that Mercy Ships does that brings hope? And Mercy Ships, one of one of the core um, sentences that we use quite a lot is that Mercy Ships brings hope and healing. And, and then I was thinking, why do we do that? You know, what is it? What is that about? Well, globally, two out of three people do not have access to safe and affordable surgery. And so that's that's amazing and again in the UK over the last year we've had a glimpse of that more than six million people have had their surgeries delayed where they wouldn't have been delayed if it wasn't for the global pandemic and so I think this year we've had a glimpse of what 
a struggling healthcare system looks like. Mm -hmm. And so in Senegal, we've partnered with Senegal most recently um, and many other African countries, actually Benin and Sierra Leone and Guinea. But in Senegal, um, we have really been able to partner and we bring our hospital ship that contains uh, kind of to bring in our volunteers and to bring in some equipment. And then we work with the local healthcare professionals to bring training. And so what, how does that relate back to hope? Well, a country that wouldn't have been able to access this, perhaps this medical expertise, wouldn't have been able to access some of this equipment, would then have really struggled to see hope in, in building and improving their healthcare systems. And so that is how the kind of, you know, the parallel between the UK and how some of the countries we help in Africa, how we bring hope. We bring, as they say, we bring not just the volunteers, we bring not just the equipment, but when we are able to train the local medics, that means that we can we can provide hope for more people than Diaco that we can do the operations for, but then we can bring hope to the healthcare system. So that's that's what's really exciting in the we're not just bringing one kind of hope to one person. We're able to bring hope to a nation and they can start seeing a future and a possibility of a future that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to access. That's a really interesting point. We've talked a lot about how hope is something that's felt. It's something inside us. It's something that's contagious and active, but it's, it's within us or it's within someone around us. But actually, hope comes so often, doesn't it, from actions. And it comes from we can give someone hope by doing something that they need or, or filling a gap that they needed filling. So by, by not only coming in and doing specific surgeries, but by training, by um, – I can never remember the correct phrase, but it's, the, you know, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man a fish, and he'll eat for a lifetime. Um, and I think by, by that – your role of seeing the immediate need but also providing training that can have a lasting hope then you've given hope to countless more people um and it goes back to the idea that we just don't know what impact our actions can have do we i think that's really true i think exactly that you can bring hope in the immediate and you can bring hope and feel hope and it's really um active Mm -hmm. but you can also enable hope a legacy of hope you can leave a legacy of hope and you can um you can do more than just the the individuals and I think the collective hope then that's when it's transformational and I think that's what's really exciting is that whilst looking at the individual hope which is transformational at a personal level there's also the ability to bring hope at a national or international you know global level as I said, and that's transformation, which is very, very exciting. And as you can see, I'm smiling right now. It you can it fills you. That's that's hope, isn't it? It fills mm. you, and then it becomes contagious. It's it's a real privilege to be part of something so so inspiring and so hopeful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your time. Um, and if anyone listening would like to sponsor Mercy Ships, then please do click the link in the bio. Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you.